Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to fun. While fun cloaks itself in a plethora of disguises, its favorite mantle still remains fun. Fun devours all it touches, its voracious appetite rarely fulfilled. Yet fun doesn't only destroy, it creates and molds as well. Molds as well. Let's examine closely then this dangerously evil creation, this new breed. But a word of caution, handle with care and don't drop your guard. This rapacious new breed prowls both alone and in packs, operating at any level, any time, anywhere, and with anybody. Who are they? Who are they? CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver.
FM in Vancouver, you're listening to CITR, and I'm Darren, and this is yet another installment of Stereoscopic Readout. Hi. Yes, school is certainly back. I keep mentioning that every time I come in, or at least every time I've been coming in for the past, if me forgot her apple, <laughs> uh, for the last three weeks. But uh, yeah, they've certainly got the, uh, the, the big sort of marketplace installed in the uh, AMS building downstairs, selling all those crap posters um you know just i does is that really original everybody having the same picture of uh samuel l jackson and uh, john travolta from pulp fiction with brains splattered all over the head i don't think so anyway uh so it is september it's the middle of well it's the beginning second week of september and as such, I think it's time for another all CanCon show. So what you just heard was Neil Young's contribution or major best known contribution to the the Buffalo Springfield Mr. Soul. And uh, certainly Neil Young being Canadian, it counts as Canadian content, as does the last song you heard, which was Codine Blues by san francisco's the charlatans which is also canadian content because it was written by buffy saint marie um although um it it extols the evils of drug addiction but it was also flatly rejected by the charlatans label kama sutra because it just even mentioned drugs which was apparently not very cool in 1965 and um i can't remember what they released instead of it but it was basically the charlatans were definitely not happy about that and they only wrote Kama Sutra only re- released one single and then kind of kept them, strung them along for a while because they had a, they had like the worst recording contract in the history of rock and roll. They had like a, 
five-year option with Kama Sutra, and Kama Sutra was under no obligation to release anything or even give them any money. So, But um, lots of other bands from Canada fared a little better, and um, even though the next one I'm going to play didn't actually release anything until 2000, but it was an indie home job. And uh, this is Mayandal Ring, Vancouver, 1969. I don't want to die!
Hey, this is Steve Nash. You're listening to CITR 101.9, the home of the UBC Thunderbirds.
tell all your friends you're placed by my side. Now I'm a so-called friend of laughing on the outside. You say to me there's still some food for us now, girl. But it seems I'm a fool, it's true. Not you, not you, girl. Oh, no. I'm not you, girl. Cause you see, you see, I've been missing. I've been missing. I've been missing. Oh, yeah. From Saskatchewan, uh, that was The Witness Incorporated, and uh, the latter half of that set was pretty much a uh, a prairie set, but we started with the Vancouver and uh, My Indole Ring with Orange Float Petals, and followed that with Mock Duck, and uh, their sec- the A-side of their second single on Baroque, the Baroque label, that was Do Re Mi, and uh, two sides of uh, the Painted Ship's legendary single, Frustration and Little White Lies. I don't know if that was a double A side, but it came out on London Records, and it was one of the sort of uh, one of the handful of Vancouver bands at that period, which got picked up by um, major labels. I mean, the Painted Ship was picked up by London Records. Spring, I can't remember. I think they were picked up by London as well. Mother Tucker's Yellow Duck was picked up by EMI, and Tom Northcott Trio and the Collectors were both picked up by Warner's down in. Los Angeles, but uh, continuing that set, we went to Edmonton and heard uh, from mid-1967 the 49th Parallels debut single on Gaiety Records Labor, Labor, Laborer Laborer uh, Followed that with another um, Gaiety Records, now Gaiety Records was based out of Thunder Bay Ontario, um, and part of their operation was actually in Los Angeles as well but uh, one of their other signings were Tomorrow's Keepsake from Saskatchewan and their suitably demented, well, the lyrically demented uh, song called Elevator Operator. <laughs> Elevator Operator, she had her ups and downs. I mean, <laughs> they just don't write them like that anymore. And uh, this is also from Saskatchewan, as you heard, The Witness Incorporated with Not You Girl. And uh, that's a really nice track. I really love any sort of track with sort of whirling organs and off-standard, non-standard time signatures. I mean, uh, Stephanie Knows Who by Love is another favorite of mine. But um going to play, I have to play a few special messages for you. And I'll be coming back with something equally demented, if not more, a piece of Vancouver's poetic history. But first, you need to hear about this. Join us on September 20th to celebrate the launch of A Matter of Taste, Ceramics and Culinary Connections, a new guided tour linking the amazing variety of food and drink-related ceramics in the Kerner Ceramics Gallery with the unique history of the cuisine they once contained. The launch includes introductory remarks by ceramics curator Dr. Carol Mayer, a talk by celebrated food historian and author Dr. Ken Albala, period music by Lark in the Evening, and samples of early, modern European cuisine. This is a public event, but pre-registration is required. To register, please call reception at 604-822-5087. 
Admission is free for all UPC staff, students, and faculty. For more information, please visit www.moa.ubc.ca. A lot of niggas wish to die. They need to hold their horses. It's bigger fish to fry. You're on the list. If not, pick a number spot. Ten and a half Tims is made to kick your bumper clock. So you want to gain the freshman 15? Well, you probably will. So why not gain it ethically? Sprouts, the student-run, not-for-profit grocery store is now open in the lower level of the UBC Student Union Building across from Travel Cuts in the Wellness Center. Sprouts is committed to providing the UBC community with healthy, locally produced, organic, and fair trade products at great prices. Sprouts will be open from 9.30 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. So you want to tag a ride on the sustainable gravy chain? Sprouts is now looking for volunteers to help out with tabling, outreach, and at the storefront. So just drop by and pick up your application. For the very best in bluegrass music, plus classic country, Cajun, rockabilly, western swing, and whatever jumps off the shelves at us, tune in every Tuesday morning at 6.30 for Pacific Pickin' with your host, Arthur Berman. And I'm Andrea the lovely Andrea, who will also provide you with our concert calendar and every bit of news and information you can possibly need. And as if that wasn't enough, there's a warm-up show at 6, featuring a little bit of a wider variety of roots and branches of bluegrass music. So tune in each morning, 6 for the warm-up show, 6.30 for the main show, Pacific Pickin' on CITR 101.9 in Vancouver.
generations fall into rainbow. Our generations fall into rainbow snow hair, wind hair, fire hair, broad hair, song hair, love hair, death hair, open hair, over hair, lift hair, come here, down here, drop high hair, from here, grow hair, fall hair, oven hair, a dance hair, a lift hair, rope hair, floor hair, ball hair, blue hair, hair, rain hair, gown hair, rhyme hair, soon hair, hair, ring hair, long hair, girl hair, full hair, hell hair, timeless street, the wanton walk, the ever on this side and that, we cross the spoken narrows or a burning cedar bridge that brings quick the free floatsome leaf joining water to wind, winding wind, winding wind, water to wind. The pavement narrows, or so he said, a crack ran to an edge and was suddenly dead. Or so he said, the pavement ends, and the walk as the crack has reached just a bend in the wind. Bends in the wind, winding wind, winding wind, bend in the wind. The road, its load, the cobblestone known as to be as we see all the shades in the stone, and the color of suns as in puddles of raindrops. The sky holds the road, with man's load on his road, and the whine of his voice and the wind of his walk, as he talks neath his walk in the wind, the whistling hymn in the wind, winding wind, winding wind, hymn in the wind. The orchards of ochre, the soft pulsing weight, as the entrance of sunshine beams from the gates, seen in the mountains of pathways that sway, in the scope of man's vision, it begins where it ends. At the end of the sidewalk and beginnings of time, his rainbows of mist drops the view from a pen, so the writings from nature finds a space in the wind, winding wind, winding wind, space in the wind. And once we have drifted and sifted with sand, then the rhymes of our children we will warm in our hands. Then the sands will blow farther and further again till the wearing away of the light ochre sand finds a path through the clouds to a windier land with the wind in the wind, winding wind, winding wind, land in the wind. Now the time that was wasted or hasted away can be seen as a bygone or a knowledgeable day. And the reason for being that you are the whole Of the reasons and seasons you are them all That your breathing and feeling and the price of your toll Is the essence and color of the song from your soul And it tolls and it rolls in the wind Winding wind, winding wind Your soul as the wind Your hand has been taken or one offered again For your pathway is sighted somewhere in the wind 
So he said as he sang, and his voice is the wind. So you see, we are he, and we sing in the wind. Winding wind, winding wind. We sing in the wind, winding wind. Some men say in willows lies man's answer to his trance. Green, soft, long, bend for you, finger limbs, back to earth. You hold a stillness all your own.
No, it would not appear that the turntable is working again. I We're back. You're listening to 101.9 FM in Vancouver, CITR, UBC Radio. The show is Stereoscopic Readout, and I'm your host, Darren. 
and I'm here for another 40 minutes until 7.30, at which point Bleak's, Bleak takes over for um, with um, Exquisite Corpse. He's chuckling in the background. <laughs> and uh, at 9, uh, Ben is in with Live from Thunderbird Radio Hell, and then at 11 is Laugh Tracks with Khalif. But for the next 40 minutes, you're going to be hearing my monotone voice, baritone, the monotone baritone. Here we go. Uh, the last thing you heard was the Folklords, um, a Canadian band, but other than that, I don't know where they're from, although I did a little bit of searching, and I think I may be able to email one of the original members of the band. That was Pardon Me Judas from their re-released album, re-released on Pacemaker Records. Uh, the album is called Release the Sunshine, and that track was Pardon Me Judas. Uh, off the top, you heard Vancouver's somewhat legendary Bill Bissett, yeah, um, poetry, and accompaniment by a number of other people, and that was Arbutus Garden Apartments, 6 p.m., um, from his, I think it's called Awake in the Red Desert, yes, he's got a compilation of his uh, stuff out on Gav- Gear Fab Records, Gear Fab Records, uh, and that was released in 1967, Awake in the Red Desert. I've played some some of his stuff before. It seems to be a little bit, uh, uh, I wouldn't say confrontational, but it's it's some tough love getting into uh, Bill's stuff. But uh, it's it's quite a vital piece of uh, Vancouver history. It's a, it's a vital artifact of what was going on at the time because we did have a very focused um, poetry scene and uh, the whole counterculture wasn't just music, it was also poetry. There were pol- grassroots political movements. Um, there was, um, yeah, there was a lot of stuff. There was art going on, and the old, um, what's the story I know, is the old Black Swan Records building, which was at 4th and Bayswater, and um, after, after a while it was like a convenience store, and then it was a cafe or a restaurant called... Bayswater Station. It's since been ripped down, and I will never, ever, ever forgive the, um, well, insert a very bad word that starts with C here, um, who decided to tear that down because obviously you can make more money off turning things into uh, condominiums than have a piece of, uh, you know, Vancouver's artistic history still standing, but, you know, that's the way the city's going, and uh, the second I get some debts paid off, I'm, I'm leaving this city forever, but um, that's just my rant for the evening. Anyway, there used to be that bread building that Black Swan Records was in. Um, it was... In 1966, a guy by the name of Greg Simpson moved in because he needed a painting studio, and Greg also played the drums uh, for a jazz trio, an avant-garde jazz trio, and uh, as 66 wore into 67, he started having these happenings with his other artistic friends. Um, I think it was the Jane Wyman dance troupe was somebody who was involved with that, and I'd have to get my notes out. I've moved so many times in the last three years that uh, I've pretty much lost all the notes I had on this, but um, I may have found them again. But essentially, it became a focal point for the Fourth Avenue art scene around that time, and um, there were people who were not just like dancers or people doing visuals or jazz or what have you. I mean, there there was a whole scene of people who were doing experimental audio research i mean some guy who could parabolic speakers that you could you know these these sort of um prototypical parabolic speakers that you could direct sound around the room by using a joystick with and they'd all get together and have these big sort of happenings into 67 when they decided to all you know 
pool their resources and actually get a studio that all of them could be in at the same time rather than just sort of you know arranging to have a party at Greg's space at 4th and Bayswater. Um, so definitely I would say Bill Bissett was a part of that because Greg Simpson does play drums on that album, Awake in the Red Desert. Um, anyway, following that, there were some, uh, there was some more poetry by Mother Tucker's Yellow Duck, another Vancouver band who got picked up by EMI. And that was intermission poetry followed by the track Walk Your Head Around. And lastly, but not leastly, you heard the Folklords with Pardon Me, Judas, um, now, we're into the last 30 minutes and change of the show, so I'm going to start... Uh, I'm going to play something I wanted to play a few weeks ago. This is a band called Plastic Cloud. I would assume they're from Ontario, but I don't know. They were also re-released on Pacemaker Records, and um, I'm going to play you a 10-minute and 25-track... 10-minute and 25-track... 10-minute and 25-second track called... You don't care. Run away. 
That was The Plastic Cloud from Ontario with the lengthy, lengthy track You Don't Care from their, uh, what I would assume to be their only album. Um, uh, there seems to also be a th- recurring theme this evening of me playing stuff that's been re-released by Pacemaker Records. But uh, they are doing, Pacemaker is doing a good job. I mean, there's they're about the only... Um, and about the only label I can think of other than, say, Vancouver Record Collectors Association, who I don't believe have released anything since History of Vancouver Rock and Roll Volume 4, but uh, they're doing a pretty good job over the past few years of tracking down Canadian bands from the 60s and uh, re-releasing their stuff. So that was the Plastic Cloud. It was a four-piece, uh, two guitarists, bass, and drums. And that was the track called You Don't Care. Now, I'm going to be going um, in a slightly similar vein to what I just did. But um, I think back in the 60s, early 70s, it kind of really took off. And that was with the dawn of FM radio. There was this sort of uh, idiosyncrasy that, you know, that people weren't paying or it wasn't uh, it wasn't an established medium the way that AM radio was at the time. So... FM radio stations were taking advantage of all this wonderful new stuff you could do with uh, records. Um, they were like at stereo for the first time. Oh, FM comes along, you can broadcast in stereo now. And you'd, you'd get stations which would just like bung a record on and play the entire side. And that's what I'm about to do for you right now. And uh, the band in question is The Collectors. And the album in question or the album side in question is side one of their 1969 release grass and wild strawberries and that in and of itself uh, i was talking earlier about when i did my rant about red uh, about black swan records about this whole i wouldn't say multimedia it was a multimedia sort of thing but this this collaboration between the different sort of facets of the arts that were around at the time and grass and wild strawberries was a collaboration between the playwright george riga and uh vancouver band the collectors and the the idea generally was that riga's play grass and wild strawberries would have musical accompaniment but it wasn't a musical as such what you would have is the play and then to underscore certain dramatic developments in the plot or to underscore what had just happened in a scene or what was going to happen in the next scene, the collectors would be on stage playing live uh, between tracks. And they did this for about uh, three weeks. I think the play ran for about three weeks and every night, and the collectors played every night. And they eventually released an album of the music that was from the play. This was music that was by the collectors and performed by them, but the the lyrics were by... George Riga, and um, so here we go for about the next 20 minutes is The Collector's second and essentially final album, Grass and Wild Strawberries. (laughs) 
much a lover, she has no malice. Her lips are a blossom of trust and devotion. And the tide of her truth would fill a wide ocean of stones, salt, and strange fishes. Come on, say, hey, by the seashore, where freedom is sweet, but hunger bites deep in the sin. And that concludes side one of The Collector's 1969 um, farewell album, as it were, although it wasn't really conceived that way at the time. Their 1969 album, Grass and Wild Strawberries, a collaboration with playwright George Riga. Anyway, that uh, concludes our show for this week's Stereoscopic Readout. It is presently uh, about 7.28, but... um, Bleak is in the studio. Exquisite Corpse is up next. So uh, until next time, you're listening to 101.9 FM in Vancouver CITR. See you later. Now, it can mean only one thing. Say that again.